0: you're listening to Pop Health Week on the blog talk radio and affiliate networks. This episode is brought to you by Information Builders, a company that develops and offers software solutions for business intelligence and analytics, enterprise integration, data integrity, and performance management. Welcome, everyone. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show, and in the virtual studio is my colleague, Fred Goldstein, principal co-host and co-founder here at Pop Health Week. Hey, Fred.
1: Hello, Greg. How are things today?
0: Doing great. Another day in paradise here in San Diego. Now, for those of you not familiar with Fred, he's a veteran healthcare executive and the president of Accountable Health LLC, a Jacksonville, Florida-based consulting firm, and is the past chair and former board member of the Population Health Alliance. Fred is known on Twitter as at FSGoldstein, my background inclu- includes thought leadership and strategy consulting for hospitals, health systems, and physician-led ventures. I publish and principally author acowatch.com, healthinnovationmedia.com, and precisionmedicine.center. Please follow me on Twitter via 2HealthGuru. Today, we'll be discussing an upcoming webinar series entitled Transforming Healthcare with Better Data and Analytics, being offered by information builders, the first webinar, Developing a Data-Driven Roadmap to Value-Based Care on September 8th at 2 p.m. will be hosted by Fred and include Kevin McGruin, McGruin, today's guest of, uh, from Information Builders. Now, Kevin is the Vice President of Vertical Solutions at Information Builders. He's responsible for state and local government, education, and healthcare business across North America. The solutions his team drives address the vertical sector needs for enterprise data integration, data integrity, and operational business intelligence, enhancing overall efficiency, modernization of legacy system, and improved quality of care. Kevin is a frequent speaker at industry conferences and executive briefings. He graduated from Hofstra University with a dual degree in both finance and computer science. So with that brief introduction, Fred, over to you, help us get to know what Kevin is up to at Information Builders.
1: Thanks so much, Greg and Kevin. Welcome
0: to the show.
2: Thanks very much, Greg and uh, Fred. It's glad to be here. We have all parts of the country covered between San Diego, Florida and New York. It's, uh, I'm sure we all have good sunny weather today as we do here in New York. So it's a pleasure to be with you guys.
1: Well, thank you so much and uh, really glad to uh, be working with you on one on the show and obviously putting together these webinars. Um, Greg provided a little bit of background on Information Builders. Could you go a little bit deeper into some of their healthcare offerings and what you're doing in that space?
2: Absolutely. Well, Information Builders, um, you know, we're headquartered out of New York, but we have offices globally, 25 offices around North America, 50 offices globally. And, you know, we've been around a long time since 1975, and we've been helping healthcare organizations to meet their objectives for a long, long time. And, you know, the, the real focus for healthcare organizations to help them translate their strategy into meaningful operational goals, the processes, the initiatives, uh, enabling their clinicians, their administrators to be aligned, better understand their roles in executing the strategies, and ultimately delivering you know, better operational efficiency for their organizations, addressing uh, more efficient financial management, clinical outcomes, and new initiatives rel- relative to clinical integration, POP Health initiatives, which we're seeing a lot of interest in, especially around care management, along with patient engagement. So, uh, you know, we're really looking at providing leading edge capabilities and enabling these technologies to become pervasive around our clients. You know, one of our uh, clients is a major New York uh, healthcare institution. And before we helped them, they were using Excel spreadsheets to track different procedures and be able to benchmark those procedures based on, you know, relative value units per procedure and it just never took off or never became pervasive. We helped them build out an integrated uh, labor productivity application where they can track each procedure and make sure that it's meeting its benchmark of the number of RVUs assigned to that procedure. And through that, it became pervasive around the whole hospital. Anytime a department misses the benchmark three times in a row, which is a two-week pay period, the head of that department has to put together an improvement plan. On how they're going to get back on track and this has helped to improve quality of care lower costs and, and make general availability for beds much more available uh, to the senior leadership so it's it's you know it's those types of things that make a difference in today's climate for healthcare.
1: that's that's really a good example of this and i know i first uh, heard about you guys when you came through jacksonville and did a conference here or a lunch presentation and was very much impressed with the system etc and so You've got these healthcare clients, and and now we're going to be working on this webinar series that's coming up, uh, beginning on September the eighth, and uh, it's all around transforming healthcare with better data analytics and focused on this whole issue of value based care. Everybody's running at this issue, but it really does require a different way to look at things. You know, you've got these different payment methodologies, different measurements for quality and episodes of care, and it's really become sort of a bundling together of some of this data. So how do you see these various health systems trying to respond to this from your IT vantage point?
2: Well, you know, it all starts with the data. And, you know, hospitals have, healthcare providers as a whole, have a huge amount of data that's it's in a variety of systems. And, you know, whether it's in, you know, the different EMRs from and the CERN, or Epic, and so on, uh, the whole aspect is ensuring that you have a consistent view Of the data consistent view of the patient and you know part of the challenge is getting your arms around that providing a unified view and making sure that you have consistency and um, a standard approach for the golden record if you will of the of the patient and be able to serve the data up in a fashion that really meets the requirements across the board so that everyone is dealing with consistent information and then be able to serve it out for uh, the requirements of the application so that's first and foremost, and then you're able to address the analytical requirements that you know this is all fed from,
1: yeah, it's interesting because with my background starting out in hospitals and seeing this data set that we would look at in the hospitals on you know bed days and admissions and length of stay and operational efficiencies within departments, and then moving to an hMO and looking at it from the payer side and the claims data and uh, and those different ways of measuring it, and then ultimately getting into population health for about the last decade with a completely new data set. But really, in this value-based world, it it requires a melding of all of those, doesn't it?
2: It absolutely does. And we start looking at population health and care management data, for example. You know, people are looking at it from an overall aggregate view, the demographic view of how we're doing by population types, such as diabetics. You know, how are they doing with A1Cs? You know, are they where they should be? Are they taking their medications? Are they on their insulin? You know, you look at all the different hosts of, of factors that you're trying to manage to. But ultimately, you've got to be able to drive that down from your, your strategic view, and you have to operationalize the intelligence to the care provider so that when they're going out to see a patient, they can have the right information in real time to make proper care actions there.
1: And I would think that at the same time, as I look at this from a provider perspective, so suddenly I'm asked to manage this group of diabetics or individuals like that. And I've got this clinic I'm operating and this hospital and they have associated costs with them. And I need to begin to bring that data in because I'm no, I'm getting paid differently now. It, it matters what it costs me to provide those services per se, because maybe I'm on a fixed or bundled rate. So you really have to bring in that side of information that maybe wasn't thought about from a population health or clinical approach, correct?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you, and you've got to be able to take into account a lot of things, a lot of key metrics that you're trying to manage, including your inpatient volumes, your surgical volumes, all those key aspects, um, along with you know one of the biggest cost factors. If you if you're not managing it correctly, is readmissions. So you've got to look at how do I. What are the factors on readmits? How do I reduce? the readmissions and avoid the sanctions from CMS. So those are also considerations that you have to get to. But you have to put them all under the under the uh, scope, if you will, uh, to understand what's going on and make sure everyone is, is understanding how are we performing to key metrics, and how are we achieving the types of goals and objectives that we need to grow and improve the organization, especially in quality of outcomes.
1: Mm-hmm. And you, you, you raise an, uh, another interesting issue with these different data sets. You said it earlier, sort of this golden record idea. So you've got these data sets coming in from your hospital files and your employment and your costs and your supplies, and you've got your claims data maybe coming in, and then you're melding in your EMR and clinical data. This whole issue of data integrity is probably one of the biggest problems to try to solve?
2: Oh, completely. And um, that's one of the issues that we see uh, because many times you can have such data redundancy and such dirty data, if you will, across organizational systems, especially if you don't have a consistent standardized model of how you're bringing data in, making sure that you're going through some level of a data quality check process to ensure that it's meeting your massive data record definition. And you see many organizations now, essentially taking uh, database administrators and upgrading their capabilities to become a data steward. So you have that function, so that you can do proper match, you know, merge, remediation of data, make sure that it's it's matching and meeting what you need, past just an MPI, but going across all major domains within your your organization, so that you have consistency across the uh, the enterprise, and that everyone is dealing with information. Uh, you know, that transcends systems. Because many times people look at uh, data consistency and so on as a result of going to a data warehouse. Well, that is true, but there's more data than just what's staged in one location. You have to look at all the transactional systems, all the feeding systems from source to targets that are going on upstream and downstream from your systems to make sure that everything is, is consistent across the board because you have data that's spread across all different systems about a patient, about a provider, facilities, that's all mandatory,
1: right? And obviously, it gets back to that simple statement. That's, it, it, you know, if it's if uh, if you've got junk coming in, you're going to get junk going out, and uh, it really does get back to that. So, if we think about all of the expertise. Information Builders developed, obviously been in business for a long time, done a lot of these large, large systems, smaller systems, et cetera. We're we're about to do this webinar series that I think is going to answer a whole bunch of these questions that people have about how to do this. Um, And the first session we're doing on September 8th is developing a data driven roadmap to value based care. I know I'm going to be talking through some backgrounds as we've discussed a little bit here on the importance of data, and there's obviously a, a number of other areas we'll touch upon in that, and giving an introduction to the process that Information Builders has developed for assisting clients, taking them through these seven main areas of assessment when developing their roadmap, which is obviously so critical. Touch a little bit on the roadmap and also on this business value assessment that you guys do.
2: Sure. You know, um, what we have found is that healthcare organizations tend to have their own unique culture, they tend to have their own personality reflected by the leadership, and they all do things a little differently. Even if they're all on the same EMR, uh, you know, in terms of whichever system they may have deployed, they still have their own idiosyncrasies, their own uh, custom processes that they have to deal with. And without looking at information management and distribution, uh, a lot of challenges about how you distribute information and make information available at all levels of an organization. Ultimately, the definition of success for business intelligence and overall information management is on end user adoption. And in order to, to really make that successful, um, what we've done is we put in place a formal methodology, uh, formal uh, data business value assessment that enables us to come in and assess the needs of the organization through a detailed interview process of key individuals across the hospital system, across key departments. And you know we we essentially uh, go through a process of understanding what are you doing today? What are the systems, what's the landscape, the technology environment, um, what are the data sources? We really want to understand your current business process today of how you're disseminating disseminating information and making decisions. And then interview the key stakeholders across departments to understand, what they're doing today, what are the challenges, what would they like to be able to do to make, you know, to improve, what information aren't they getting? So we go through a very detailed process, you know, through an interview uh, process with these folks and essentially then provide recommendations, a, a detailed recommendations report, um, which includes first deliverables of of tailored info app executive uh, dashboards. Info apps are essentially uh, single subject-oriented domain portals that are defined by user community, by groups within the d- different departments. And you know the whole aspect here is to have something that can be stood up and made available to people in a very short period of time, typically 60 to 90 days per deliverable, and so that they're able to see something substantive and it becomes a very iterative process. We actually use an agile methodology with you know, very short turnaround times for deliverables throughout a de- uh, deployment. But the whole aspect though is to have a formal assessment done so that people understand where the business value will be generated, where the improvement areas are, looking at what we've done today and where we're gonna be able to move forward to so we have complete alignment for where we need to be. And that's really a critical differentiator because ultimately you will not meet a high level of end user adoption without that type of uh, detailed process.
1: So, the, and and I really appreciate this, that you, you one, you, you do a very broad look around the organization to make sure you're getting all the key areas and individuals involved in it. But two, at the end of the day, you're trying to deliver something that it, you're not going to get end user adoption if the thing isn't actionable, if it doesn't improve change make changes, improve things. So setting that as your goal is obviously a, a, key, a key focus of that. And we'll go into more of how you actually do that during these webinars. Um, Are there any little tidbits or secrets you may wanna give up in advance of the presentation?
2: Uh, You know, we, we take a very practical approach about what we do. And the whole aspect is learning from past successes, learning from our clients in terms of what, you know, what makes them unique to make things different. You know, a lot of um, organizations, you know, look at getting something that's been predefined, prefabricated fabricated uh, for other organizations, think it's going to meet their needs, and they find out that, you know, the approach they took is not easily tailorable or accustomed to their requirements. And, you know, for us, what we found is come in with a strategy that has proven successful um, that can be um, Tailor to different user communities, you know the, the requirements, and that's really the key successful factor here: is provide something that can be modified and um, adapted in a very intuitive fashion, and you know that, that makes a difference. And 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 initially, you must start out with an executive sponsor in terms of, of the first level deliverable that makes them very successful with what they're doing. You know, one of our one of our other clients, i another major hospital system in New York. The president of that organization um, you know he had an executive dashboard that showed him a whole variety of metrics one of them being uh, discharges and he noticed in this one graphic that he had a higher percentage of discharges afternoon versus before noon and because of that he called up the head of nursing and found out that there was a procedure that wasn't happening until afternoon and he changed it around so the point being is you need to have your first deployment of Uh, of a dashboard or analytic to to be something of a high impact to the organization and let that set the the bar for what should be expected on the rest of deliverables. And that's really the the key process that we try to go through is to make sure we have the first deployment be something of, of great impact to the organization, especially if you can do it at a senior level. Well, people start seeing that your senior leadership is using this every day. When they come in, the first thing they do when they have the cup of coffee is looking at key metrics about how the organization is performing in real time where they can take action. They, they have information that they can ask a question upon, say, why is this this? Why are we having so many discharges after 12 o'clock? And to, to recognize what the issue is that no one else, no one, it was never brought up to someone's attention. So that is one of the key elements it's, it's you know is a secret sauce. No, it's just a very practical approach. And you have to have something deliverable that can make a difference out of the gate, and that's something that we always identify, especially through the business value assessment we go through. Um, and it kind of gives you a, a, the ability to prioritize how you spend your time and with whom you spend your time to achieve the first success. And so many times we've seen failures because um, you have an isolated. Uh, view of what the organization needs. Perhaps it's by one department thinking they know all the requirements of the organization, but the end users are never given the opportunity to participate and provide their input. And that's what makes the difference to a successful high-level end-user adoption process that we've been able to achieve.
1: You've also mentioned you work with some very, very large organizations and done some very comprehensive integrations and, and system creation projects. Um, but you know that sometimes can seem like a very daunting task for an organization. Can organizations take this process and apply it to, say, a more targeted area to begin with, perhaps to get started?
2: Absolutely. Um, that's one of the key uh, differentials is that our, many of our clients will start off with an initial project for one department, and they'll they'll have a, uh, you know, they'll go down that path, show that the methodology and the process that they went through was successful, and then they'll repeat that across other departments. So you start off one area, and it becomes an iterative process to uh, move forward with, and that's that's one of the key aspects of the benefits of an agile methodology is it enables you to do things in an incremental fashion. So absolutely, that's a uh, perfectly acceptable and, and quite candidly a lower risk model because you're able to get more buy-in from your stakeholders by showing incremental successes and then rolling it out on a larger scale.
1: Excellent. And so with this initial webinar, what, what are some of the key takeaways that uh, attendees will get?
2: You know, you're gonna hear obviously from Fred on, on uh, the overall roadmap uh, process that he advocates. And you know, bringing a lot of healthcare expertise um, to the joint team, but the key aspect is having a um, having a model that enables the the, the the key end users of your organization of the different departments to be you know to to be able to spell out what are the the metrics that they're looking to uh, you know to embrace. Uh, you know, you, you start looking at the the overall um, assessment process that we go through. It's it's a very detailed model and you know you have to really understand the objectives for the organization you look at the key metrics that they're looking to uh, follow and to track and to communicate to the overall organization Um, understand you know what they're doing today and and how they're going to be able to utilize information moving forward in terms of deliverables and you know then be able to share with people here's what the deliverable is going to look like okay here's the value of what you're going to see and you start building momentum so we're going to go through that in detail on the september 8th event
1: great and i think also in this process you you know you talked about you know finding out what they're what they're trying to get done what their issues are and they face but you've also have a staff that's been doing this for a long time and so you bring in some of your expertise as well to assist and guide and maybe say well that approach right there probably may have some difficulties versus another way to go at it
2: correct correct and we have a a very um, extensive uh, team of folks you know who have a lot of experience in this area i mean we've been doing you know business intelligence data integration data integrity solutions for over 41 years now so we have a lot of experience a lot of lessons learned on you know what works what doesn't work and and really how do you implement a process and and system that will give you the objectives that you're trying to achieve um, you know, and and that, that's really helping to um, define your scope of work, making sure you're limiting uh, scope creep. You always have some level of scope creep, creep when you start a project, but you really want to manage that in terms of user expectations. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to have uh, a system that's going to be rolled out and, and be successful and, you know, based upon user requirements. And uh, you know, we've, we've all heard of the horror stories that people have gone through. When implementations have gone gone south, and that's that's the key focus is how do you avoid that? How do you get in front of that? And the level of experience of our of our professional services organization in you know helping healthcare clients has really helped us uh, to ensure success.
1: And I think your 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 point is really well taken. I can recall a project I was working on a couple of years ago in which uh, a hospital system was doing some thirty day readmit programs and had chosen a new software system. To do to 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 revamp this program, and after coming in and reviewing it, it it became clear to me and ultimately to them that the system they had actually selected just couldn't do what they had been told it could do, and it was a very expensive mistake. Obviously, so bringing in some people who really have some expertise in this area can pay great dividends and hopefully keep you from stepping off some of those cliffs you can you can find in the industry. Absolutely. So following this webinar i know on september 20th we'll be doing another one that's really discussing another interesting area that comes up quite a bit which is this whole build versus buy and, and the webinar is actually entitled build versus buy achieving lower cost greater usability through a tailored program and it's going to feature uh colt hubbard from uh, your group as well who's the manager of health and life sciences and this this really is another issue that you probably hear a lot as you're out there and what what kinds of things are you getting back from some of your clients or potential clients about this issue?
2: You know, um, we all go to the conferences, we see a lot of hype, a lot of systems out there where there's content that's been predefined, applications that have been predefined in terms of uh, packaged uh, systems. And they tend to do very good things within the parameters of their application. But when you're looking to deliver uh, to an overall enterprise, to meet different requirements across the user community of all different levels of technical expertise compared to just folks who understand the business side of healthcare Um, these these packaged applications are good for uh, you know for a limited scope type of requirements when you look at what we deliver for a complete business intelligence advanced analytics and the ability to incorporate all data um, in a fashion that really becomes much more tolerable tolerable to uh, to a client's environment, that's that's where the real difference is. And that's where, you know, um, when you have a healthcare organization that is really looking to be progressive and be agile as, you know, the, as their requirements change, uh, that's where the big differences happen, is, is where you can really have the gains uh, in how you go about this than, than just being locked into a, a package environment. And, and quite candidly, the technology under it is really what the driving force is to meet your requirements. And we've done... Um, a lot of capabilities that we built in to our platform, you know, including predictive analytics, enterprise search, geospatial capabilities for population health demographic analysis. So this has all made a big difference in how we help our clients to incorporate their requirements, especially when we start looking at population health and health information exchanges and being able to adapt and, and adopt different type of data sources into your model. Uh, that's a very big issue. And, you know, what people typically find on these packaged by type of, of strategies is that they're limited in scope of what you can do to extend and expand the capabilities.
1: Right. And that's where I've seen a lot of organizations get into trouble is in essence, having one of these preconfigured packages and suddenly you need to do B and you can't. And so you you have to come up with some crazy workaround that may require more staff time or some paper processes or other things to try and solve B because the system was built originally to do just A. And so I, I think it's a, it's a really good point. And I know we're going to get into that rather deeply in the in the uh, second webinar. And the third and final webinar will be on October 6th at 2 p.m. Eastern as well. And that one's going to be on improving decision support with your partners. And this, I know you're going to... I think one of the information builders uh, folks that work with them is going to be involved in this one as well. And that really is at the end of the day, getting actionable data to, to make the correct decision is what this is all about from starting with the right data, making sure it's clear and clean and coming through the sources correctly to ultimately putting in a, it into a form that helps an individual make their decisions. Um, and so this one I'm looking forward to as well. And I know you guys have a lot of experience in that too.
2: Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. And that's again, it's it's about having a consistent view of key metrics across the board, so that everyone is operating from the same, you know, from the same handle basically in terms of the information that that they're getting, and they're spending more time analyzing the right information versus you know gathering it, uh, especially when you have to have real-time information to help you be more effective in how you you know manage your operations.
1: And, and obviously, as you're bringing in these different data sets, decision support for the folks over in finance is a different group of, of, of screens and, and uh, tables and graphs than, say, for the nurse out in front of a clinic who's doing some care management. And so being able to create that is extremely important.
2: That's for sure. No question.
1: And so I know we're running up against the end of the half hour, Kevin. I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. Really looking forward to these webinar series that are coming up. The first one will be September 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern, and you can get more information on it by going to www.informationbuilders.com, select events and webcasts, and you'll see it there. And with that, Kevin, again, thank you so much for joining us, and I'll turn it back over to you, Greg.
2: My pleasure.
0: And that will have to be the last word for today's broadcast. I want to thank our special guest, Kevin McGrun, for his time and insights today. Do follow Information Builders on the web at www.informationbuilders.com and also on Twitter via at I-N-F-O-B-L-D-R-S. Until we meet again on Pop Up Week, for Fred Goldstein, this is Greg Masters saying bye now.